Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some Reddit stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting a like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. All really helps out this channel. It truly, truly does. And let's crack on with today's story. Now, today's story is from Joke on You 9719 titled, The Boss Fired Me for Being Pregnant. I'm the one who gets paid in the end. I posted one of the emails she sent in r slash anti-work and they mentioned I should tell the full story here to see the photos which we cover after this post. This last year during COVID had been a tough year for my family. My husband went from six figures supporting our family on his salary alone while we pocketed my entire salary to losing his job for eight months. I work in political campaigning, which means I work on short-term contracts as an independent contractor. In other words, if we lose an election, I move on to the next race. I made a pretty good name for myself working on the lower levels of a campaign and moving up quickly. In my state this year, there were statewide elections and I caught a lucky break and ended up the campaign manager on a statewide race. I am the youngest campaign manager. 24 male to run a statewide race in about the last 20 years. When the primary came up, we lost the election by 200 votes. While we lost the campaign, coming so close to winning and my age made me kind of a superstar in my field. After we lost, I had offers from all over the state for jobs. The problem is I had just bought a house and wasn't looking to relocate, like you often have to do in politics. All the positions weren't high enough coming off being the top dog as the higher positions were already filled. I got an offer to join a local campaign, so no relocation, but the salary was lower than what I was used to. I would, however, be the campaign manager again. However, I learned quickly my boss had a holier-than-thou personality. She made several comments about how real women breastfeed and have natural births. I would later be able to do neither and it really screwed with my emotional well-being. I don't have time to list all the red flags, but I was literally just waiting until my husband got a job to exit. The campaign hadn't been built out at all. There was no one other than the candidate. I ended up building out our entire team, consultant, fundraiser, staff, etc. Luckily, I had made a lot of powerful connections in my time. I signed my contract and sent it with a salary we agreed on with a stipulation that if we raised enough money three months down the line, my salary would be raised but could not be lowered at any point. Just a few weeks prior, I'd also found out that I was pregnant and my due date was the week of the election and just a week after joining the campaign, I was also in a serious car accident. Luckily, my pregnancy was safe but I herniated a disc in the car accident and due to my pregnancy, there were very few things that could be done as far as helping my back or pain management. If I did my job right, that shouldn't be an issue because my job can essentially be handled from home and staff could do the rest. 
I had the team working in lockstep and I was proud of the work I was doing, even though only about 10% of my views aligned with the campaign. Then we hit a snag. The candidate's husband got deployed to a rather dangerous place for a month and she completely checked out. She stopped fundraising, which means that everything comes to a halt in campaigning. She stopped putting in the legwork to win. We also lost our only lower staff member during this time. We knew she was worried about her husband, so no one on the team tried to push back very hard. Eventually, her husband came back and it was go time. There wasn't a minute to waste and I was back to getting our operation working full speed. One day, she calls me up to tell me how 20 years ago, her first job as a private school teacher was making as much money as I was now. I also live in an expensive DC suburb, not the backwoods where she grew up. I have multiple college degrees and this job offers no benefits unlike teaching, not comparable at all. This is when I realized there might be a problem. A couple of weeks later, I told her I would need to take a step back from doing the other staff member's job, mostly door knocking because of my injured back, but that we would hire someone. Unfortunately, due to the lack of fundraising, it made it hard to pay anyone else and those duties fell on her. Campaign managers do not typically door knock. We had a team meeting with the entire team and I started pressuring the candidate about all the things she wasn't doing and there was a legitimate meltdown. She started yelling at me about how I wasn't doing my job and my pregnancy wasn't her problem and how I was the reason everything was failing and then hung up on the entire team. This is where the malicious compliance comes in. After this, I decided to take a step back from doing all the duties that are typically handed by a lower level staff and just focused on doing my job duties, which weren't being appreciated. I pretty much went radio silent and she kept nitpicking at everything. Everyone on the campaign started to grow uneasy, but I told them just to hold out. Well, sure enough, she calls me up and says, since you are pregnant and can no longer door knock, you can either work for state minimum wage or you can find a new job. Mind you, she knew my husband had been out of work for eight months and thought I had no options at this point. But what she didn't know is that my husband had gotten a job offer that exact day. So I stopped her right there and thanked her for the opportunity and told her I would be working my contractually obligated 30-day notice at my current salary and then leaving the campaign. She then began to scream at me about how she wasn't paying me a dime more and started listing off a list of issues she had with the way I was doing my job. I stopped her, thanked her once again and told her all of my finishing tasks would be completed when I received payment for the last month I worked. Yes, she was a month behind on paying me, as well as payment for the 30-day notice that she was legally required to pay me whether I continued working or not. I waited a few hours and she never finalized my termination in writing, so I sent her a termination letter thanking her for the opportunity and once again repeating everything we had discussed on the phone. She sent me a nasty email again, reiterating that I wouldn't be paid for the previous month or 30 days and listed about 10 things that I had done to be terminated, including that I didn't wear makeup to work every day. I decided to send this email to the rest of the team and sure enough, everyone quit except for the consultant. In five minutes, she lost everyone she had. Then a friend of mine offered me my dream job working for him. So all in all, it worked out in my favor within five minutes of being fired. Well, here is where things get tricky. I realized that my contract that obligates her to pay me for the 30 days notice isn't signed and I'm screwed. Well, sure enough, in a fit of rage, she starts emailing everyone talking badly about me. 
The only problem is, is I still have access to the campaign email and I'm seeing every email she is sending. Email saying that she wants to keep me on staff, but that I need to take less money and that I shouldn't have been dishonest about my pregnancy. So clearly I wasn't doing my job that badly. She just wanted to pay a pregnant woman less. She also asked the consultant for a list of things that I did wrong on the campaign so that she will have cause not to pay me my contract. I noticed that the consultant never replies to this email. He tells her that if she wants to fight it to send him a copy of the contract and he will have a lawyer take a look at it. Well, sure enough, she sends him a signed copy of the contract and once again, my contract is valid and she now has to pay me my severance. She has given me every piece of ammunition I need to get paid at this point as well as wage discrimination suit for reference in my pregnancy as a reason for termination. I hire a lawyer. She continues to pester me about turning over all of my work. The thing is, since I'm an independent contractor, I only owe her a final product if I get paid. I reiterate that she isn't getting anything until I've been paid and she can take it up with my lawyer. She begins slandering me to everyone I know and continuing to send emails about me that I'm just collecting. She then starts calling every friend she has to bully me into giving her what she wants. My response to all of them is, talk to my lawyer. In one final ditch effort, she has the consultant call me, begging me to turn over the stuff. The problem is that the consultant and I are personal friends and he's really unhappy working for her, but has contractual obligations. I tell him to tell her the same thing, talk to my lawyer. Five minutes later, I get a call back from him saying that she has fired him because he refused to throw me under the bus and make up excuses for my termination when he believes I was wrongfully terminated. She fires him too and now he's out of his obligations. He also tells me that the lawyer she sent the contract over to said to pay me. In a matter of two weeks, she is once again at square one with no one on her side. She is out of money and struggling. She finally emails me at 11 p.m. that she is willing to pay me. It's nighttime and I don't work for anymore, so I decide I don't need to respond at that moment. Well, she starts calling me incessantly and texting me, all of which I'm ignoring. By the time I wake up in the morning, I have 20 texts and five missed calls. I tell her I will need time to talk to my lawyer at this point and I'll get back to her after he responds. Well, she goes nuclear. 20 minutes later, I get a call from the police. She's claiming I have been embezzling campaign funds and stealing her data. I have to get my lawyer on the phone and explain the whole situation and why this is a BS claim. I offer the bank account information for the funds she claimed I stole and prove that they were sitting right there in her account. She just doesn't know how to access them because I'm usually the one who does that. The police officer thinks she is nuts at this point because she is, but then informs her that it is considered larceny to withhold my pay and asks me if I would like to press charges. I say, if she refuses to pay, then yes. Within two days, I received a check in the mail with my payment and I turned everything over. The funny thing is that my 30-day notice pay was actually more money than if I had finished at the contract with reduced pay she wanted to pay me. I got an extra $700 and didn't have to work for her for the remainder of the time. She ended up losing her election in a swing district by 15 points. Edit. For those of you wondering, I left campaigning and will never go back. If you want to hear my thoughts on politicians, check out the link posted above. I'm not proud of my job, nor did I love it, but a girl's gotta eat and good luck finding a company to work in America that isn't at the very least morally questionable. 
edit 2. Thanks for all the upvotes and awards guys, I didn't think it would get this much attention. I'm just tired of women being treated like they can't be good employees and mums. On the plus side, more people have upvoted this post than voted for her on election day. <laughs> the email said, I'm going to call OP on her bluff. The contract is ambiguous at best and I don't agree that a court will side with her. Nor do I think that OP will take it that far, especially with a baby arriving soon. If she does, then she should be prepared for a fight. I'm not going to give her that extra $3,000. It would not be right to do so. The 30 days notice is for the intent of closing the campaign on the part of the employer or quitting on the part of the employee. I want my data and materials back as well as access to my website. Only when I get them will I mail her a check for $2,200. Make sure she understands this and end the situation today. Several folks on the campaign brought her social media post to my attention this morning. Express to OP that she is earning herself quite the reputation. Thank you. And I gotta say, that was a satisfying read from my, from my point of view. The OP stuck to their guns and, you know, got what they deserved in the end. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. And I particularly enjoyed that this person kept digging their hole deeper and deeper for themselves while OP was just stood there, like collecting all this evidence at the same time. But what do you guys make of this one? I think that's a pretty amazing one. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Kadron to Wills who says, you want to be alerted whenever anything critical happens. Yes, sirree. Context, I work on implementing various kinds of enterprise monitoring software. I'm, or my company is, the guys that arrive, install and configure the monitoring solution, train people and then move on to another customer. This requires a lot of input and back and forth with the customer, as doing and planning everything beforehand is not possible, as customers usually don't know what they want, what they need and what the tool can do, which are three very separate things. Part of the job is implementing what the customer needs, not what he thinks he wants. This particular customer was getting a full end-to-end -end solution from network and server infrastructure to end-user synthetic monitoring. Think scripts that simulate a user to ensure that applications are working at all times and measure response times. Obviously, this kind of full-on implementation comes from high up, usually the very, very top of high up. This company is also the kind of company that if anything screws up, it's on breaking news. It is also part government owned. So the higher ups are not only rich and powerful, they are also connected and political. Now onto the story itself. We are on a meeting with the higher ups on the company, think CIO, CEO, etc. The CIO in particular is a nasty piece of work. 
Though he is competent, he has a bad temper, no patience, and is used to people doing whatever he says. He's the kind, I demand you call me engineer X kind of guy. The meeting was a technical one to hammer out some monitoring details. These higher ups wanted to be in on all meetings to get a feel on how things were going and make quick calls to any issues that might arise. A bit over the top, but it happens. And it's fine if they only intrude when needed. Remember, this was a tech meeting. The meeting is about a particular component, the network monitoring component. It has just been installed and configured, and we were on the tuning phase, where we select what alerts are relevant, what is critical, which network nodes are critical, and which aren't. A core switch going down would mean 9 o'clock news headlines. Some Wi-Fi router would mean someone would get less network on his laptop. At one point, we discuss alerts. One colleague of mine asked, what do you want to be alerted on? At this point, all the techs and consultants were a bit tired of the CIO constantly, aggressively, and impolitely telling everyone how things should be done. Mostly stuff, he had little idea how it worked. True to form, he interrupts immediately and says, I want to be alerted by SMS for every critical event that appears. Me and my colleague try to explain that is not a good idea at all. My supervisor also butts in and tells him that is not what he wants. His response was, I am the one who knows what I want. I pay the bills, you do what I want. If you do not do what I want, you will feel my breath on your back. We trade a pointed amongst us that read, he asked for it. I tell him that will be implemented during the day on Friday. We just need the number to send the SMS to. And so it was done. The network solution in particular is notable in the industry for being the best, but out of the box, it alerts for everything. A switch has a fan that is not rotating because it's supposed to be there, but it's not actually physically there. So the readout says zero. That's a critical event. A network port has an administrative status of up, meaning it's turned on, and that should have a network cable on it, but has a link status of down, meaning there's no network cable there. That's a critical event. With switches numbering the hundreds and ports per switch numbering also in the hundreds, if not thousands. Obviously, network devices going down and things like that are also critical events. The trick is to figure out that for some devices, that network admin status difference to actual link is a major problem, and that for others is just someone lazily turned them all on and didn't actually need to connect them all. Usual procedure is to SMS and email only on nodes going down, throughput going over a certain threshold, etc. He wanted everything. We gave him everything. Turned all the events to forward to the SMS gateway at Friday, 1759. Left at 1800 exactly. He received around half a million events during the weekend. He tried to call my supervisor, me and my colleague, my supervisor's bosses and his boss. Our team had our phones off, on purpose, obviously. His phone received SMSs nonstop every half a second for the whole weekend. Even if we were contacted, we'd need to go physically on site, but our security passes would not allow for that. And we were also not obliged to work on weekends. He couldn't have his phone off due to other duties, so it rang happily through the night. I guess at one point, he put it on silent. Come Monday, a very angry and now quite polite CIO came round our posts and asked us to turn that off. We did, and his phone kept receiving the backlog of critical events for quite a few days after, 24-7, until the whole backlog on the SMS gateway was cleared. 
That story in particular is why we now have a policy of never ask the customer what he wants to be alerted on and monitored. He will say everything. <laughs> and I'm not going to pretend I knew all the technical stuff in that story. I know about some of it, but some of it was a bit beyond me, but I did get the gist of it in the end. And again, it's one of those ones that I would love to be there when he comes slithering round on that Monday morning trying to get your attention and like, oh, could you just turn that off? And he, he probably tried to save face at the same time as well. Tried to play it down like it wasn't a big issue because he wouldn't want to admit he was wrong either, would he? <laughs> love it. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below as always. And a huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today, getting involved in the channel. It means the absolute world. Honestly, thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.